Yesterday, Iva and I ate at Watts's, and the waitress come around and said, you tell Brother Tony that we have now fresh peach pies. So we bought one. Later that afternoon, we took it down to him. He was home. And we were sitting there talking about different things and his operation and Iva's and different ones that need all kind of help. And he looked at me and he said, you take the service tomorrow night? Well, George was about to say no. And the spirit within him says, yeah, we'll do that. So, this may be a short service. I don't know. The Lord leads. This is my notes. One page. But we want to use some scripture and let the Lord do the talking. And I'll just introduce it. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Numbers, the 11th chapter. And we'll start with the first verse. We're not going to read the whole thing. We'll pick out some verses. And I'll comment just a teeny bit on it. That's how it relates to us. But when Tony asked me to do a devotional or teach, preach, prayer service, whatever the Lord leads, a thought went through my mind about heavy burdens. And I want to talk a little bit about that, and I want to use Moses as our example. If uh, I just want to talk to you a little bit right from my heart. I had uh, all kind of thoughts, and anybody that's done a devotion, trying to find a topic that relates to things that would think it would be interesting. Immediately, your mind goes from Genesis to Revelations, and you, you think of every scripture in the Bible. You start writing down, you get a topic, and pretty soon you got more words in a notebook than it's in the Bible. And God reminded me last night and again today, he said, you know, George, one of the greatest messages that was ever delivered, especially in the Old Testament, maybe the New, except for those that Jesus spoke, was a man that said he was not eloquent of speech, had to have his brother help him. And one of the most powerful messages ever spoken consisted of ten words. As Moses stood before Pharaoh, he said, The Lord God says, Let my people go. I only got eight words. I missed one. We know that Egypt was the most mightiest kingdom at one time in in ancient history. And those ten words just turned that nation right upside down. But it wasn't so much of his words, it was what God did 
afterwards. And this is what I want to talk about a little bit tonight. And we want to use Moses as our prop. So if you have your Bible turned there, now I'm going to read from the, it's a new translation. And it's just put it in my kind of language that I can understand. If we remember what happened before in Deuteronomy, the people had turned against Moses and they said, we are not going to go into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb was the two spies, and I can imagine what went through their head. Oh my, they don't believe us. Moses, you brought us out here in this desert. What, what are you going to do with us? They looked at Moses like he was God, not a man of God. Deliver us from this. And in the 11th chapter, after all this had taken place, they really got to grumbling. And it says, soon to be people began to complain about their hardship. And the Lord heard everything they said. And then we can read about how God sent fire. And it, outside of the people, it was in the outskirts. And then we skipped down just a little bit. Then the people screamed to Moses for help. And when he prayed to the Lord, the fire stopped. And then skipped down a little bit. Like to verse 4. Then the foreign rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to to crave the good things of Egypt. And the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the flesh we used to eat for free in Egypt. And we had all the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, garlic we wanted. But now our appetites are gone. We have none of these. All we have to eat is this manna. And then it goes on to tell a little bit about the manna and how they prepared it. If you skip on down just a little bit to verse 10. And Moses heard all the families standing in the doorways of their tents whining. And the Lord became extremely angry. Moses was also very aggravated. And Moses said to the Lord, why are you treating me, your servant, so harshly? Have mercy on me. What did I do to deserve the burden of all these people? Did I give birth to them? Did I bring them into the world? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms like a mother carries a newborn baby? How can I carry them to the land you have sworn unto their ancestors? Where am I supposed to get all this meat they want? They keep whining to me, give us meat, give us meat. I can't carry all these people by myself. The load is far too heavy. Remember that verse. Is this how you intend to treat me? Well, and we've all thought about this one time or another. We've all said it. Just go ahead and kill me. Do me a favor. And spare me this mercy. Misery. I'm sorry. Yeah, mercy. Misery. 
But the Lord is always faithful. He knows what we go through, and he sees our problems, and he heard someone complain, and he heard someone pray for help. If you were God, what would you do? Well, God can answer all these good questions. And the Lord said to Moses, verse 16, Gather before me 70 men who are recognized as elders and leaders of Israel. Bring them to the tabernacle and stand there with you. I will come down and talk with you there. I will take some of the spirit that is upon you, and I will put spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you. So you will not have to carry it alone. Then it goes on to say what Moses, God told Moses about their whining. He told them about the meat that they was going to have a supply of. But he also told him that they were going to eat so much of it, they were going to become sick. And they would never just get over eating so much meat. And they, uh, one version calls it quail. I like to call it chicken because we eat a lot of that. We don't have any quail around here. But Moses responded, says there's 600,000 foot soldiers here with me. And yet you say, I will give them meat for a whole month? Even if we butchered all of our flocks and herds, would that satisfy them? Even if we caught all the fish in the sea, would that be enough? Then the Lord said to Moses, Has my arm lost its power? Now you will see whether or not my word comes true. I want to talk to you just a teeny little bit about the 70 men. They gathered at the tabernacle as we were gathered here tonight. I don't know how many of you are. I didn't count. Unless there's 70 of you. And when they gathered there, God, whether he took the spirit out of Moses, I don't know, but it said the spirit fell on them and they began to prophesy. Doesn't say what they said, but I do know what they were going to do. They were going to carry the burden, the heavy burden that Moses was under in the people of Israel. From my heart, I'm going to ask you this question. As we sit here tonight, are we willing to stand? before the tabernacle with our brother Tony and have the God give us enough spirit to carry the burden of the congregation. We've heard about Sister Nethers. Brother Tony's going to have an operation. I was looking at just different problems and situations. We got things that are changing, and and I know everyone sitting here has a problem. It may not be you want something to eat, but it may be you need 
someone saved in your family. It may need someone healed. You may need a job. I've sat in the pure church of God for 40-some years. I, I've heard people request everything from, I need a new washing machine, to they told me I got cancer and I've got six months. I've heard of people talk about, well, God's been so good to me, I just can't complain about nothing. And then I hear people mumble and grumble as the saints or the Israelites did in their tents. We want meat. So those 70, and this is the question from my heart, are we willing, I know this is the, the core group and not all of it, there's a lot of them that's not here. Are we willing to stand in the door of the tabernacle and hold this congregation up? I think those 70 men that developed that spirit from God, the people knew that God had anointed them to do something. We sing a lot of songs. I can't sing nothing, but we sing, O Spirit, come upon me. Let the fire fall upon me. We just sang it a little bit ago. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. I will trust and obey. Sometimes I wonder if we sing songs, but we really just don't mean it. I'll be the very first one, and I'll stand here and say, I am guilty of that. Good services, absolute service, and walk out, and, and my mind is somewhere else in a very short time. We are faced with some situations that Moses was faced with, Brother Tony's faced with it. How am I going to feed the people of God? I'm sick. I need an operation. Camp meetings coming. Bible schools coming. I don't know whether they're going to have youth camp this year or not. We're changing our choir. We got a new choir directors and we got a new song director. People are stepping up. We got different piano players. If you watch Sister Helen, Brother Zimzak, and Sister Brent, they can't hardly get up here anymore. There's going to be a change. Can we as a people, 70 people, get behind Justin and Casey and hold them up? They got a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to do. How am I going to, you know, Sherm carried that burden for years. And I never thought about it, Sherm, I'm sorry. I never thought about getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning praying for you to lead a service. But are we willing, am I, I'm going to say me, am I willing to spend that time praying for our choir? Am I willing to spend that time to pray for someone that gets up here from our audience and sings a song and not saying, boy, that person never sings again, I'm not coming back here. Uh-uh. 
stand in the door of the tabernacle and let God's spirit work on me to uphold whatever happens in this congregation. There were two men that were not there, and and this is for all those that are home watching on streams, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. But God's power was so great that it reached them in their house where they was at. And they began to prophesy. And it sort of shook everybody up to this little boy ran up to Well, let's just read it. Verse 26. Two men, Eldad and Medad, if you look up the definitions of that, they had some strange names, had stayed behind in the camp. They were listed among the elders. They had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet the Spirit rested upon them as well. So they prophesied there, In the camp, a young man ran and reported to Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. I've read this account before. This popped right up to me. Joshua, son of Nun, and we remember he was one of the truthful spies that went into Canaan, who had been Moses' assistant since his youth, protested, Moses, my master, make them stop. And I happen to think about that. Brother Gayhart gets up and he runs around the service and we got different ones that they just get happy. The Spirit comes upon them. They don't prophesy, but maybe they walk the aisles. And when I thought about the Israelites wanting melons and onions and leeks in Egypt, Moses could have said to them, You're not in Egypt anymore. You're in a congregation of your own. It is what you make it. Trust in the Lord as the song. Follow him. Be obedient. And let's see what the arm, the strength of the Lord can do. I have only this to say to our young people. Joshua sort of got scolded here a little bit. And our young people, they have sang, we heard her tonight, whatever you do, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. Because like Joshua, one day you may be standing right here talking to your kids, we're talking to the congregation. Joshua was rebuked by Moses, but not long after that, he was standing up saying, 
follow me as I follow the Lord. Never give up. Never let go. Hold on to what you know and what you've been taught. But this is what Moses said to him, and this is, this is my main point. Are you jealous for my sake? Moses asked him. I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them all. About 1,500 years later, a man stood up in a tabernacle And he said, this is that which the prophet had talked about, the pouring out the Spirit on all flesh. Moses had 70 helpers to help him. Jesus sent out 72 to go before him in the towns and villages. And he said, the fields are ripe. Pray to the Lord to send in the harvesters. Those fields are still out there. They're still ripe. They still need work to be done in them. And we prayed this way before, and I made the statement, Lord, we can't go to work if we're sick. And a lot of us are sick with surgeries, cancer, problems, situations. Death that's entered in, like the Freeman family. Burdens, heavy burdens. All I'm saying tonight is, can we be like the 70? To stand, say, we'll help you carry the burden? Can we stand behind our musicians? Brenda, Brother Zimzak, Sister Helen, Faith, whoever plays the piano, we're behind you. Just not one of us. All of us. Brother Tony, we know you got the camp meeting on your mind with ministers trying to line this up and line that up, but your ministers are calling you up and saying we're sick. We're not going to be able to make it. We got problems and situations of our own. Can we stand behind him and say, brother, we're going to carry this burden with you? I can't go out and find ministries. I don't know who they are, but we can pray for him and we can pray to God. God, send someone to help you preach. Send someone to help do this or do that. We got camp meeting coming up. The cooks and those that work in the kitchen can cook rocks and grass and make it taste like a salad and meatloaf. But they need help. As we as a congregation, can 70 of us stand up and say, we're behind you. We'll pray for you. Justin and Casey are taking Sherm's place. Can 70 of us stand up and say, we're behind you. Whatever it takes will help you. I can't sing, but I can help you. 
whatever you need. I told Brother Tony, back when Donna was sick, and we were sitting in the restaurant, and I, I whispered to him, whatever I can do to help you, I'll do it. Well, here I am. Not because I am someone special. I just want to be one of the 70. I just want to help. We got Bible school coming up. We got Chad and Mary, especially Mary. She's carrying the burden of Bible school on her shoulders. She had a list out there for a month. There ought to be 100 names on it, but there's not. Can we get 70? 70? You know, Abraham, he, he pleaded with God, the Lord, if there's just two or three in that city, will you not destroy it? You can change God's mind. We can change tomorrow. Sister Sarah, he's hanging on. This whole congregation's been behind her, and that's wonderful. But there's others in the hospital and others that need really, really need help. Our ministry is getting older. Brother Tony, Brother Kelly, Brother Yoder, Sister Sarah. We need to just stand behind them and pray to God every day in the tabernacle. God will hear us and help them. You see, that 70, and if you read down just a little bit further, that 70 that stood in the tabernacle was given the spirit that Moses had. It wasn't long after that that those 70 men preached the funeral of those 600,000 men in the wilderness. They died. What a burden. I forgot to bring it in. I have the directory of God's acres in, in here since our conception. How many are not with us anymore? How many have gone on? How many have we buried? And we get 70 people to stand up and take their place? Well, I pray we can. I just want to be one of the 70. Want to have some prayer? And we've, Iva and I, we've talked to Brother Tony, and this will be a decision he has to make. But can we get 70 people for a Sunday evening service? Can we just get together to pray? Maybe somebody give a testimony or a devotion. You don't have to be a bowling, choir singing service. But just gather at the door of the tabernacle to hear what the Lord's got to say. To help us. Again, the fields are ripe. The workers are few. And the few workers that we've got are getting older. There's a lot of them are sick. 
We want to have prayer this evening. And, I, and I'm going to ask you, can we get 70 people to come and pray for Brother Tony? Iva, Mr. Nethers, Mr. Linder, Mr. Zimzak, how many others? How many do you know that, I mean, really, really need God's touch? I know several. We lift our hands. Yeah, we got a burden. But can we stand in the tabernacle before God like Moses did and say, God, if you don't do something, just kill me. Just, just take me away. Uh, I, what have I done? I couldn't get him to go into Canaan. They wouldn't believe Joshua and Caleb. I just feel like quitting. No, no. Never give up. Never quit. This congregation is a good congregation. Ivan and I came back after 15 years and we just want to do what God would have us to do. We've done a little bit of stuff. We started our Sunday evening Bible study, but we want to do more. We want to expand that. Things happen. Camp meetings, sickness, COVID, you name it. The devil will do anything he can to keep us from doing one thing, reaching out to God, standing in the door of the tabernacle like Moses. If we got to lay prostrate, if we got to put on sackcloth and ashes, I'm willing to do it. Someplace along the line, we got to get God's attention enough to help heal our congregation of those that are sick, those that are unsaved, those that are struggling, families that are just struggling with all kinds of problems and situations. And we had our graduates and we prayed that God would anoint them specially to keep them. We hope we've taught them everything that we know and how to prepare themselves for the world out front. Matter of fact, we asked Michaela, Michaela, have you learned enough in this congregation to, if you never got to another church service that would last you and keep you throughout the rest of your life? She looked at Ivan and says, yes, that made me happy. Because I know, while we were gone, you folks, mom and dad, did their job. This just wasn't random people that he took. He took the elders. The elders back in were the heads of the household. Dad, now in the new Holy Ghost dispensation, mom. Dad and mom. God don't make distinctions anymore in the prayers. He answers a man, woman, boy, girl, prayer, just as soon as he, oh, great man of God. Matter of fact, I think he would hear the child's prayer before he heard mine. I don't know why, but that's the way I think. I'm going to ask you, if you're sick, if you have something that you just can't, Carry, we're going to pray. And we'll ask whoever wants to pray, pray. We've got Brother Elisha, he's got a burden for Haiti, and it's just so bad, he can't get there, or he'd be there. 
We got people that, that suffered their children dying prematurely by a terrible thing. They're still carrying that heavy, heavy burden. Can they get 70 people to come up and say, we're praying for you? These people online that call in, can we get 70 people that they can see, we're praying for you? Tear runs down our face. You have no idea what it means when somebody walks up praying for you and they're, they're crying. Why? Because they love me. We love each other. So that's all I'm asking. That's all I've got to say. I, uh, I was giving me the wind-up signal. But we want to have prayer, and we want to pray for those that are sick. Brother Tony, if you want to come down. Iva, you want to come down? We're going to pray. Seventy. I would like to see 70 people rise, come to the tabernacle of the Lord and stand behind. I've heard it before and you've heard it too. It's time to get serious. It's time to, Paul said it, when I was a child I played with toys. But now I put Stuff away. Put away them childish things. You people online, you L dads and me dads, pray with us. Don't watch. Pray with us. Be one of the 70. If I could dedicate this thing to any, any one person, it would be those that labor and work. But I think we need to dedicate it to the whole church. It's like getting married all over again. Brother Tony, why don't you sit down? I'm going to come down here with you folks. I am one of you. I sit in a pew. I am no one special. I'm just, I'm, I just have a heart that's just, I don't know. I'm not sad. I'm really happy in, in, in a way, in a sense, because I know that God took care of that 600,000 people and fed them. Can you imagine 600,000 people getting 50 bushels of quail each? I can't imagine how many. That's tons and tons and tons and tons of food. But he turned right around because of their attitude, because of their whining and complaining. They choked right on what they got. I don't want to choke. When I die, I want to die with that beat-up old helmet of salvation where the buried darts is bounced off. My shield is all battered. You put that in my grave, where the devil in this world is beat against me. My crooked bent sword from fighting the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Philistines, 
and the devil himself, what we're talking about. You can put that over my breastplate. And my feet, just leave them gospel shoes right on me. If we don't have those things, we'll get them for you. They're free. God said, whosoever comes and asks of me, I will give it to you. I will fulfill every need that you have. He fulfilled Moses' needs. He got helpers. He got 70 men to stand up and say, we'll take care of some of this stuff. And he got rid of those that wanted to complain and got a lot to eat. All happened in one day. Amazing. If we hold fast to God, I just, I just can't imagine what he can do. But I want to know. I want to see that. I want to go into that, well, Caleb and Jacob, let's go. Let's go. Let's get in there. Let's, let's absorb these things God has for us. I want that. I don't want to sit back there anymore and shake my head and say, boy, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. wish." Anybody else? Come on. Come on. If you hurt, you got a problem, you got unsaved children, you got unsaved parents or spouse, you're facing situations and problems. Brother Sharon, come on. We're going to pray. You know, we're like the Israelites. We're just pilgrims going through this whole world. But the world can really devastate us. We get our mind and our eyes off the Lord. Moses never took it off, but boy, he sure got burdened. He sure got distressed. He sure, oh God, just come and, 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 and kill me now and get it over with. 